Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Today's episode is called Never Alone. And um, we're going to look at how God graciously shows us in the Bible that no matter how lonely our path may be, or what he calls us to go through, which we have to go through alone, nobody else can do it for us, or no matter how often it seems like the whole world is against us, God is always there. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. So I had the very unique experience the other day of being completely alone for just a couple of hours. <laughs> Ever since I've had um, my children, it's, it's a rare thing that I have time completely all to myself. And it's the path I've chosen. I chose um, to mostly stay at home. And my husband and I have chose to always take our kids on vacation and to make them a huge part of our family and of our time spent. And so, you know, we enjoy them and it's all good. And I do have older kids now. My oldest is uh, 20 and my second oldest is going to be 18 in a month. So I, I know that I'm on the <laughs> I'm on the downward trend as far as having children uh, in the house and around all the time. But um It is still a very strange thing for me to be in the house alone for any length of time. And I have enough friends who are single or widowed or um, empty nesters whose husbands still leave and go um, for most of the day to work. And so I know that loneliness is a very real thing and that there is a a time that um, the quiet can seem all too quiet. So even though I'm not in that exact situation right now, I thought it would just be good to examine the concept of loneliness and what God has to say about being alone. And uh, funny thing, (laughs) he doesn't make us guess. He's pretty, pretty clear all throughout the Bible um, about it. So first, I want to just point out some of the many ways that God shows us that we will never ever be alone. Woodrow Kroll said this, you are never left alone when you are alone with God. And boy, God wants to make absolutely sure we understand that. So I'm just going to share with you a few of the many, many instances I could share with you. So think about Noah and his family. Eight of them were put on an ark for a year and 17 days. And you might be saying, yeah, but there were eight of them. Okay, but that was the entire population of the world. And if you don't think that 
there must have been days that were incredibly lonely, I think we might be missing something. Um, you know, you, you don't see any neighbors, you know, that everyone you knew has perished. And they, uh, they were floating for a time. And then, you know, after that, they spent 150 days at rest while the waters receded. And, um, I, I would think even emerging out of that arc, it would have been incredibly lonely to know <laughs> it's just you. I mean, if you don't know how to do something, there's no one to ask. You can't go and ask a neighbor for a friend. It, it's us, that, it, just us. Um, but God was so gracious. I mean, God was so gracious to make sure that Noah had built the ark properly to keep them afloat, to keep them fed during all that time, and then to even um, help them after the days when they emerged from the ark and to establish themselves again and be able to start um, reproducing and, and having more people. But again, I could see that being incredibly lonely. Um, how about Abram? God called Abram to leave his homeland and go to a place where he didn't know. <laughs> and all throughout Abram's journey, God made sure that Abram understood that he was with him. God made Abraham wait 25 years for the son that he had promised him. But he came to him and talked to him multiple times and reaffirmed that promise. And I'm not saying that it wasn't difficult or hard but God was sure to meet Abram and to encourage him and help him to know that he was still with him. How about Joseph? Joseph was sold from his brothers um, and by his brothers, actually, went to be a slave in Egypt and then was thrown in prison. And again, okay, you're away from your homeland, away from your home, away from your people, um, and away from everything familiar. But we're told while Joseph was there in prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. God made sure we understood God had not left Joseph as alone as he must have felt. He was certainly not alone. How about Moses? Moses killed the slave driver and he ran away from home into the desert where he knew nobody. And God worked it out that he came to the well where the women were watering um, at just the right time. And those women welcomed him into their father's home, Jethro's home, where he met his wife and where he became established. I mean, Moses had nowhere to go. And he was in a foreign place. And God made sure that he was taken care of and helped. And um, he gave him a a wife and a family and um, and a home. Or how about Samson? Now, Samson had really wandered away from God and God allowed his strength to be taken from him and his eyes were plucked out and he was this object of scorn and they were displaying him as, you know, a great victory that they had captured him and his strength was gone. And even then, when he called on God and asked him to come to him just one more time, God answered his prayer, and he was faithful to Samson. So Samson knew he was not alone. And again, 
You know, there are so many places in scripture that remind us of this. Joshua, before he brought the people um, into battle to um, take the land of Canaan, he said, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. It's a promise. We are never, ever going to be left by God. He said in Isaiah, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And again, going back to what Woodrow Kroll said, you are never left alone when you are alone with God. I mean, um, as lonely as you feel, God is there. And that should be reason to have the conversation with God. And I hope that's what happens, that in our loneliness, we are able to turn to God and say, Lord, who needs a friend? Who can I, who can I be a friend to? Um, supply me with people to um, talk to throughout the day. Show me where I can help. Show me where I can mentor someone. Show me what I can do to fulfill this longing inside of me in a godly way. Help me out here. And, you know, God loves to hear all of our prayers and answer them. So what a beautiful thing to do in our loneliness. Okay, number two. We are often put in situations where, um, you know, we have to do these things alone. So a friend of mine just got done with a surgery. You know, we, she can have friends and family waiting in the waiting room, but she's the only one who can go into surgery. When I had my babies, my husband was there, but boy, he wasn't going through anything that I was going through. It was all me. And even, you know, death. With death, I just sat at the bedside of a woman who was dying recently. And, you know, she was telling me she wanted to die. She was old. She had been in a nursing home for a time. And she was becoming distraught that it was taking so long. And I said, oh, I know you are in the process of dying. And we sat and we chatted. And um, I encouraged her and reminded her that God was right there. And, I, and as we talked, I said, you know, I can sit here and I can encourage you, but this is all you you're the one dying here. Um, but don't worry, because God hasn't left you, even though I can't go with you. And even though I can only sit here on the sidelines, and you can be thinking, what do you know? God knows. And especially because the person of the Godhead, Jesus, died himself. And he is at the throne of God interceding for us. We can have that great comfort that we're not doing something that Jesus never did. Jesus has been there. He knows what it is to die. He will be right there with you, helping you keep your faith strong, supporting you till your very last breath. And I'm happy to report that it wasn't even a week later and she went to be with the Lord. So um, when we're putting these situations, we can feel so very, very alone. Because like I said, there can be people around us, but we're the ones no one can do what we have to do. So what does scripture give us for hope in those circumstances? Well, let's look at David. David alone went before Goliath. But he said, even as he went to Goliath, he said, look, I'm not coming out here on my own. God, the God of Israel is with me and he will defeat you this day. Um, that was where David got his courage is knowing that even though he was facing this huge giant alone, he was not alone. How about Esther? I mean, Esther did not want to go to Xerxes. He was her husband. 
and she didn't want to go to him because it was against the law. She couldn't. And um, Mordecai said, no, you have to. The hope of the nation rests on you. And trust me, if you refuse to do this, you will perish and God will use somebody else to do it. And what did Esther do? She said, okay, if I have to do this and if it's all on me, then I need everybody fasting. And my study Bible notes that it's not just fasting. She, fasting was always accompanied with prayer. And so she asked all the people to pray for her and pray with her. And then she went. And what a great example to all of us when we are put in these situations where we have to fight something or face something that seems so huge. What do we do? Gather your friends. Ask them to pray. I've got to do this, but boy, can you hold me up in prayer so that God is there and he opens the door and he paves the way and he helps me to let the words come out right and let me say what I'm supposed to say. And, um, you know, then you're not alone, even though you are alone, even though you're the only one walking through those doors and, doors and meeting Xerxes, you certainly aren't alone because you have a whole community of people who are in prayer for you and accompanying you. Um, even Jesus, you know, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane was really distraught about what was happening. And we're given this beautiful example because when Jesus prayed, angels came and attended him. What an important reminder for us that when we are facing those situations where it is up to us or we're the only ones who can do it, when we're going to surgery, when we're, you know, having a baby, when we're facing something and we have to go face the boss alone or whatever it is, don't forget to pray because God will use so many means to come to us and strengthen us. And um, there's a quote that says, it's your road and yours alone. Others may walk it with you, but no one can walk it for you. And God knows that. And that's why he is so happy to be there with us, to strengthen us, support us, put people around us who can do the same and walk us through it. Okay, third point. So many times we feel all alone in this world. If we are on the narrow path, it can be so lonely when everybody else seemingly is going in the opposite direction. And it can be so hard to be doing what you know is right. But sometimes even quote unquote Christians are saying, you don't have to do that. God doesn't care. Come on. And then it gets even harder. So what do we do with that? Um, well, look at Elijah. Elijah was put in the situation where he was feeling so terribly alone. He went and um, sat under that broom tree and he prayed that he would die. And God did send an angel to him to strengthen him and help him. And then um, Elijah went to the mountain where God met with him. And God said to him, Elijah, what are you doing and Elijah said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and they're trying to kill me too. And God said, well, go 
Elijah and appoint new leaders, appoint new political and spiritual leaders. But then he said, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal and whose mouths have not kissed him. And you know, that tells me that as lonely as I feel at times, and as much as I feel like, oh, I'm the only one, I just don't see the others. Because there are Christians all around the world facing the same persecutions and um, loneliness that we feel when we are really trying to walk with God and do His will and, um, and, and stay in His ways. Jesus said, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Look, that reminds me that this this path, as lonely as it is, it's the one that leads to life. (laughs) It's the good path. No, just because you're alone on it doesn't mean you're going the wrong direction. It just means you're alone because it's the right path. Um, There's a quote that says, if you're going to be a true Christian, it'll it'll be a lonely life. It's a narrow way and it becomes narrower and narrower. Don't lose hope when you are feeling all alone. And again, in your loneliness, go to God. Pray to him. Ask him for help. Ask him to strengthen you. Ask him to provide support and help. And know over and over and over and over throughout the word. In fact, that's the other thing I would tell you to do. Get in the word because God is so faithful to show you that he's intimately involved with your life and he's not going to let you go. This has been little things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Don't forget to share this message with your friends if you think that they could benefit from it and pray for us at time of grace. I can't thank you enough for your prayers. They really keep us going at Time of Grace. You know what else keeps us going? Time of Grace is 100% donor funded. If you'd like to support us, you can find a link on just how to do that in the episode notes. Thanks for your consideration.